Hello, hello, hello to my favorite beyond favorite people and welcome or welcome back to the Unfreeze podcast. This is the podcast where we get into everything self-awareness, but we keep it super fun. We laugh a lot, but we also get deep. Today we are doing a Q&A. I put a question box on Instagram and listeners sent in so many good questions, which we're going to go through. It's going to be a mixture of Singapore questions, but also self-awareness questions. And in case you're new, hi, I'm Zoe. I just moved. (laughs) I sound like I'm literally introducing myself on stage. I have just moved from London to Singapore about two and a half weeks ago. So I'm bringing you guys on this very new journey to me. So yeah, we've got some really good questions coming up. Questions on routine, working out with consistency, how to deal with judgment from friends, the pros and cons of Singapore so far, long distance relationships, gratitude mentality, and so many other things. But before we get into that, it is time for some random Zoe updates. Again, if you're new around here, this is when I update people about my life, the weird and wonderful things that make up my life because weird things seem to happen to me and I just like to report them back. So what is crazy right now, it's honestly not that crazy, but I'm, I'm just going to say it's crazy. What is crazy right now is that I'm actually leaving Singapore in less than two weeks. I'm not moving away from Singapore. Everyone stay calm. I literally just got here, but I am going to spend the holidays with my family in South Africa. And I just can't wait to squeeze my family members and just to hang out with them and eat meals with them and just coexist with them. I know that sounds really weird, but I think something I've been really missing here is just having people around me to like yatter away to about the world but then about nothing at all like to tell people how I slept last night because I'm not really on that level yet with anyone here that I can be like oh I was awake from 2am to 3am I think people just wouldn't really want to be friends with me so yes I am excited to see my family Other updates wise, I'm going to talk lots about the move in the bulk of this episode, so I'm not really going to get into that here. But I do want to say that so many people have messaged me about my story where I explained about the electricity outage. And if you're thinking, what on earth is she talking about? Number one, you need to go back and listen to past episodes. But number two, in case you don't want to do that, I'll just summarize. I told a story maybe two episodes ago where the electricity went out in my apartment and I didn't know what to do. My phone wasn't working. The Wi-Fi was broken. It was all a huge faff, but we survived. And now I actually think I'm a legend and kind of invincible. Joking, I don't. But I do just get myself into these situations, which I feel like most people avoid because they're normal. For example, last weekend, I was walking to meet someone for coffee and I'd come from yoga so I had my flip-flops on and I was just daydreaming in my own head probably on another planet not really here not focusing on anything and then wait for it wait for it wait for it I stepped in something and at first I thought I'd stepped in throw up so I basically honestly kind of started having a panic attack because if you don't know this forward slash why on earth would you know this but I have a phobia of throw up so I was honestly like I am not going to come back from this like this is it this is it but then I realized it was curry and now you might be thinking 
that is dreadful. And to be honest, it was dreadful. However, it's not that dreadful in the grand scheme of life. But the thing is, I had thought that I'd stepped in throw up. So I was willing to take curry because it just seemed comparatively like a less bad option. So I would honestly say I was more overcome with relief than panic in that moment. Anyways, I was then like, okay, I have curry all over myself and I'm not even a big curry person. Like it's not my favorite cuisine. I don't hate it, but I wouldn't really just eat it, let alone step in it. So back to the point, moving away from my cuisine review, I was then like, um, what is my game plan here? Because I kind of need to go meet this person at a coffee shop, but I also have curry all over my foot. So I was contemplating my options, one of which was to curl up in a ball and just start crying, joking. To give myself credit where credit's due, I was actually being quite calm and reasonable here. So anyway, I was contemplating this and this random girl comes up to me, like just random on the street, she comes up to me and she said, come with me. And you know when you're younger and your mum and dad say, don't follow strangers randomly? Well, I totally ignored them in that moment and I just went with this girl. I got a good vibe from her and Singapore is safe. Anyways, she led me to this tap and all of her friends and family, basically her entire community, were like, who is this random girl in yoga kit in flip-flops with something all over her foot and what is she doing here? But the girl I was with kind of explained that I can't walk straight and walked into curry. Anyway, she literally helped me wash my feet. And it was hard because I was thinking, I don't know how to thank you because thank you doesn't cut it right now. But then it would be rogue to offer you, I don't know, my water bottle or my yoga mat as a thank you. So I'm just going to have to say thank you 10,000 times and then ideally go and do a good omen for someone just so you know what goes around comes around and feel less indebted to her. So the point was, that was a massive tangent, but my electricity hasn't cut out since it cut out. But I have had other humbling experiences such as the curry fiasco. I honestly don't know if fiasco is a word, but I'm going with that thing where it's like, if you say it with confidence, it's a word. I don't ask for the dramatic life. It just kind of happens. And also, I know this is such a minor drama in the grand scheme of life. So we're now going to get into the bulk of this episode, the Q&A. But before we do, my usual reminder that if you do enjoy this podcast, if you enjoy hearing my strange stories and also my thoughts about the world, please do rate it. I will love you forever. And if you have thoughts, questions, queries, ideas, requests for future episodes, it's at Wonderfully Zoe on Instagram and TikTok. The first question I want to get into today, let me find the questions as that would kind of be helpful. Oh yes, how has your routine changed since you've moved? Okay, this is an interesting one and it's actually making me reflect, which is a good thing because, you know, this podcast is obsessed with reflection. My answer to this is probably that my routine has changed in so many ways. But then in a lot of senses, I've actually remained quite consistent with elements of it. So in terms of how it's changed, in essence, my whole setup is totally different here. So 
the gym I go to is different. My workout hours have shifted a bit. The supermarket is different. The food situation is totally different. All of that. So I've had to adjust, which has been easy in some ways, but harder in other ways. And I've also tried to take it as an opportunity to kind of reflect on whether all the things I have been doing for years as part of my routine are still serving me or whether there are parts of my routine that I can tone down, some parts I can tone up and basically like just kind of re-evaluate things. And I say this because I lived in the same place in London for so long and I was surrounding myself with the same people for so long and what they were doing influenced me. And I think I just started to do parts of my routine on autopilot. So if we take exercise, for example, I was in such a routine with exercise and I just kind of stuck to that week in, week out. But since coming here, my workout routine has totally shifted. I'm still doing some kind of movement every day, even if some days that's literally just a walk, but I'm doing overall way less high intensity stuff and instead focusing on things like walking, yoga, Pilates, some kind of light dumbbells, all that fun stuff. And that's partially because my gym setup is just different here, but it's also because I feel like so many parts of my life are overwhelming right now. And there are so many new things and changing things in my life that I am just trying to be really, really kind to myself and not put my body or my mind under any kind of additional self-imposed stress. And I don't always get it right, but it is something I'm consciously trying to do. And taking it back a notch in the gym has been a part of that. And I actually just feel really good for it. I just feel I'm being nicer to my body and putting it under a little bit less stress. And for the phase of life I'm in right now, I think that's really serving me. And I will say, it's taken a lot of deconditioning and mindset work to get to the place I'm now in with exercise. For so long, I bought into so many toxic fitness and diet culture myths like no pain, no gain, or if you're not dripping in sweat, then it's not an effective workout. And of course, I still find myself sometimes you know, scrolling on Instagram and seeing a post being like, no pain, no gain. And I'm like, oh gosh, maybe that's right. But I know deep down that the whole point of the gym, the whole point of working out is to feel good. So if you are in the gym or you're going for a run or you're doing whatever and you're just being unkind to yourself and you're working out out of hate for yourself, you're completely defeating the point of working out, which is meant to be working out to serve yourself and to make yourself feel better. So that's the story on exercise. In terms of the food situation, it's kind of wildly different here from London. And again, at first I was like, oh my goodness, where am I going to get my yogurt? But now I'm just finding new things. And again, I'm trying to see it as an opportunity to challenge myself and to switch it up. I will say the thing I'm missing here is snacks, like chocolate, chips, that kind of thing, crackers. And I'm sure I'll find them, but it's going to take time. Like I'm kind of bored of eating cashew nuts and random stuff like that. Anyways, to finish up on this question, I'd also be really interested to know what are people's favorite nuts. I've been asking everyone that lately, probably now reflecting on that, it's quite weird. 
but I am just really interested. <laughs> My favorite nuts are cashews at the moment. I also love hazelnut as a flavor, but I prefer eating cashews if I'm going to eat the actual nut. Anyway, to finish up on this question, the ways in which my routine has stayed consistent is basically the little things which I know keep me grounded and I know support my mindset and my mental health. And I feel like these are the things that it can be so tempting to cut out when we feel busy or we feel overwhelmed, but they are the most important things. So for me, and I say for me because it's different for everyone. For me, that is 10 to 15 minutes of meditation every morning. It is my medicine. and not going on my phone before that. So checking in with myself before I check in with the world and like random people wherever. Also reading when I get into bed instead of going on my phone. I also put essential oils on my duvet. I'll light a candle so the room just smells good and vibey for sleep and I dim the lights and it's my happy place. So all that kind of stuff, the micro habits I just love and make me so freaking happy. It's actually weird how much happiness I get from candles and essential oils and my Kindle, but I do and I'm not mad about it because it means I have something every day to make me happy. The next question, question, (laughs) I mean question, we're kind of taking a turn here, this is totally different, but the next question is tips for long distance relationship. So background, in case you're new, my boyfriend moved to LA in September. We both lived in London. He moved to LA and I moved to Singapore. So yeah, I'm basically really new to this whole long distance thing. Not really sure how much help I can provide. But what is helping me and what loads of people advised me to do, that makes it sound very serious, advised me to do. What lots of people advise me to do is always have a plan for the next time you're going to see each other. So you kind of have something to aim for. But equally, I think it's so important not to live for the future and also to try and be really present in the moment you're in and make the most of whatever you've got going on. I also think finding a time you can chat even if it's just for five minutes every day, just to hear each other's voices, check in, and basically just touch base. I think that makes such a difference. But yeah, as I say, I'm new to it all. The main thing, and actually this isn't just about long distance relationships, I just think this is relationships in general. Something I always try and remind myself is that there is no right way to do it. There is no one size fits all approach. There's no way you quote unquote should feel. There's nothing you should do. You have to do what works for you and what works for the person you're in a relationship with. What worked for your friend's friend two and a half years ago when they did long distance might not work for you. So you need to kind of feel it out and just don't judge yourself for the way you feel or the way you don't feel. And just remember that it's different for everyone. Next question is, what do you miss about London? So like the long distance thing, it's really early days. It's literally been two and a half weeks. What I miss so far is the people. I miss my physical home a lot. I just love my physical home. But, and by physical home, (laughs) that's such a weird way to say it. I mean my house. Well, my parents' house, like my family home. But apart from that, I don't miss London. And I probably will in time, but right now, yeah, there's just not that much I miss. Um, Not because I don't like the place, but just because I'm really focused on being here and being present. And I've also just been really distracted with new stuff. But I do really, really, really try and focus on the saying, the grass is greener where you water it. 
And what I mean by that is like, it's so easy to see someone's situation online or to think of your friend's situation or to think back to another time in your life and to wish you had it that way and to kind of focus on all the things which are wrong with your situation or your setup right now. And it's also so easy to go on social media and compare what you have, where you live, to what someone else has and where someone else lives and then to focus on all the things you don't have. So the reason I love the saying, the grass is greener where you water it, is because I kind of think it speaks to the fact that there are always going to be things in your life you don't have. And there are also going to be things in your life which you can be really grateful for. And it's basically up to you which you focus on more on and focusing on the things you can be grateful for and the things which are in your life no matter how big or small is what is going to make the grass green where you are right now and I'm making it sound like I've got this down I absolutely do not I find myself in the comparison trap I find myself thinking oh my god I wish I lived in Alaska and then I'm like why would I want to live in Alaska I don't like the cold so what I'm trying to say is I that was a really rogue example I fall into the comparison trap too but it's something I try and focus on to give a more a better example than Alaska and by the way maybe I would really like Alaska that is not meant to be at all offensive to anyone who lives in Alaska I'd be so intrigued to visit but a better what is wrong with me a better example I think I mentioned last week that the kitchen is literally my happy place which is so funny because I'm not even a good cook but I just love being in the kitchen I find it therapeutic so when I'm scrolling on Instagram or TikTok and I see someone else's kitchen I'm often like oh my goodness I wish I could design a kitchen I wish I could have like a kitchen sanctuary and if I had that everything would be better in my life and then I'm like hold the freaking phone Miss Zoe Tara Carton you are so blessed to have a space right now to cook food where there's light and there's electricity blah 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 even if it's not like the kitchens you see on Instagram, that doesn't mean there's not so much to be grateful for. And I really try and feel that feeling of gratitude. So hopefully that example made what I'm trying to say make a bit more sense. Okay, next question. Oh, this is such a good one. I need to mentally prepare myself. I could also go off on this for like seven hours, not six, not eight apparently seven no idea why seven came to mind side note this really is a side note I remember being seven and driving in the car with my dad it was when I lived in Hong Kong and I remember just thinking to myself I'm seven and seven is just the coolest age in the world such vivid memory don't know where that came from I think it was because I was drinking seven up and I was also seven and I just thought wow what a time to be alive so the question is the really good question is I've recently started to make healthier lifestyle choices and some people are judgmental about it. Do you have any advice? Ooh, such a good one. Okay, so first thing I will say is that hopefully you all know by now that I practice balance. So I eat chocolate every single day. I love scrolling on my phone. I watch reality TV. I take rest days, blah, 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 all that stuff. However, I am so in love with wellness and I am so in love with people making choices which make them feel good about themselves and about life. And I really hate the fact that some people feel judged for doing that and for putting their mental or their physical health first 
whether that is moving your body, whether that is taking rest, whether that is drinking less alcohol, prioritizing sleep, not staying out late, cooking from scratch a couple of nights a week, like whatever it is. I hate that people feel judged for putting their health first. I think one of the main things you have to remember is that like with all judgment, what people judge you for is not a reflection of you. It's a reflection of them. It's probably not even about you. So as hard as it is, you have to really try and not let it get to you. And sometimes it's not deep. People make comments without meaning them in a judgmental way or a mean way. Like, Often people ask me on nights out, are you not drinking tonight? And they don't mean it in a judgmental way or a deep way. They're literally probably saying, do you want me to get you a drink? Which is really sweet of them. So try and not approach situations defensive or with a hostile attitude because some people are genuinely just asking and they're genuinely curious. Like my grandma always asks about my cooking and kombucha and yoga. And she's not judging me at all. She's genuinely just interested. So back yourself, have confidence in yourself. And if people are judging you, that is on them. That is not on you. And you don't have to take that on. But yeah, I do think it's wild that in the society we live in, we sometimes feel the need to explain why it is that we're making choices for our health and to feel good. Like in my opinion, That should not need a justification or explanation. It should be the norm to do things and to feel empowered to do what makes you feel good. And that's going to look different for everyone. And I will say before I round this question off, of course, if someone who you know really cares about you comes to you and they say, maybe you're being a bit extreme or maybe you're being a bit rigid, hear them out because as I've already said, I think balance is so key. But if you know deep down that you do have a balanced approach, don't let other people make you doubt yourself or make you doubt the decisions you make to feel good. And it can be hard. It can be so hard, especially In your 20s, I feel like loads of people love drinking and clubbing and staying out late. So if that's not for you, or even if maybe that is for you, but one evening you just don't feel like it, you can sometimes feel self-conscious, but you just have to own it. And if anything, people are probably going to respect you and you're right at home in the wonderfully Zoe community. Okay, a couple of quickfire questions. I say that they're not going to be quickfire because I'm so blooming talkative. Okay, pros and cons of living in Singapore. Hard one because I've been here for two and a half weeks. I love how people are asking so many Singapore questions. It's so cute. Pros so far, the weather. People here complain about the weather because it's really hot and humid. But honestly, I would take hot and humid over the cold any day. I really like the weather, so that's a pro for me. I was really sweaty today. I went to meet some people and I was embarrassed that I was so hot, but then like everyone is, so it's kind of fine. It's also so safe here coming from London where you had to lock every door and probably like padlock every door. It's really nice just being able to walk home and not worry about my safety. Obviously, you have to have your wits about you like anywhere in the world, but it does feel safer than London. I also love tropical vibes. I find tropical energy really homely, so that's another pro. 
Also, the people have been so nice so far and really kind. And for me, that goes a long way. My least favorite, like my least favorite character trait in the world is aggression. Aggression and arrogance are the things that really get me. And I've not experienced either here. The coffee is also such a vibe. I have been to so many good vibey coffee shops. I will say I can't get decaf. So that's a con. The con is you can't get decaf. So I'm on caffeine again, but I'm just kind of leaning into it. I have one a day. I have it after I've eaten breakfast. So we're all good. Cons wise, don't actually have that much to complain about. There are definitely some foods I can't get here, which I miss. It's also expensive here, but then so is London and you just kind of have to be savvy. I am still working that out, but also different things are expensive. So yes, rent here is so expensive, but public transport is cheaper. So kind of, you know, what's the saying? You win some, you lose some. Con is also obviously like my teammates aren't here, my family, my friends, but I'm just trusting that I will find new wonderful people and I still feel so supported by everyone at home so that's such a privileged thing to be able to say oh last con this is serious I can't watch Vampire Diaries here on Netflix and you might be thinking number one is that a con number two you've seen it 17 times and number three that's really really niche however in response to one two and three I don't know why, but Vampire Diaries regulates me. Like when I need to calm down, when I need to chill out, I put on Vampire Diaries. It's just what I do. It soothes me. Don't ask why, because I don't have an answer. It's also objectively not a calm show, but for some reason it just calms me down. So that's a con. But I will say, if my biggest con is that I can't watch Vampire Diaries, clearly I'm doing well. It's a great place. So I feel very lucky. Okay. Last question. How to stay consistent with working out? Okay. I'm definitely not a professional in case that's not clear. But I think for me, the biggest thing is find a routine and find exercise that you actually enjoy. And I think when people hear that, they think, well, if I enjoy it, I won't see quote unquote results. But you can see results whilst doing movement you enjoy. You don't have to hate your workouts for them to have an impact. I think that's such a myth. But also thinking of quote unquote results in terms of just physical results, I think is such a narrow minded approach to exercise. And it's probably one of the things stopping you from being consistent. So try and focus on the mental benefits, the mindset shifts exercise can cause, and also the social element. It's really fun to work out with people, to go to a class or to meet people through working out. And then some something else I'd say is, I said that in a really weird way, something else I'd say, but something else I'd say is try not to be so extreme. 10 minutes is better than no minutes. Sometimes five minutes is great. That's what you have time for. And that's great. That's absolutely fine. I think doing small bits of movement, but being consistent with it is better than doing crazy and unsustainable workouts, which you can't stick to. So don't underestimate the power of the tiny habits, which compound over time. Okay. With that, we're going to wrap up the episode. Thank you for the questions. I literally barely got through any, but that is fine. I love you all so much. A reminder to rate the podcast. And if you had thoughts, questions, queries, ideas, 
or anything in between, it is at Wonderfully Zoe on Instagram and TikTok and www.unfreezepod.com. Goodbye, friends, for now. Bye.